All right, finally new podcast, NHL Stanley Cup playoff preview. We'll recap of the first round, preview the next three rounds with Jonathan Liddy Lidskin, NHL expert, host of Marathon to March podcast, which is college basketball, which is completely relevant to the point. But we're going to have him on to talk about NHL. Different background, usually not in the study hall anymore, back home in South Florida. So cool background, nice weather, 80 degrees, going to do it outside. Talk about the Bruins, talk about Golden Knights, their seven-game series win against the Minnesota Wilds, see if the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to win game six tonight against the Montreal Canadiens and see how far they're going to get in the postseason. Uh, Carolina versus Tampa preview, a Colorado Vegas preview, a lot more. Stay tuned. Jonathan Lidskin starting right now. Now joined by Jonathan Liddy Lidskin, NHL expert, here to talk about the first round of the postseason. Welcome on, Liddy. Thanks for having me, Harrison. It's always a pleasure to come on. It's been an awesome first round of the NHL postseason. A lot of upsets, a lot of thrilling series so far. Let's talk about, let's start with the East, start with these Boston Bruins. It was really an up and down regular season for them. They finished third in the East Division. A lot of uncertainty. The Taylor Hall trade at the deadline really turned them around. They were a different team offensively after that. They took down the Capitals in five games. You told me off air that you think the Bruins right now are the best team in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Do you really believe that? Yeah, actually. They have looked like the best team in the playoffs so far, and you can say what you want about the Avs, but if you watch hockey, you know this team has been different since they acquired Taylor Hall at the deadline. Like you said, they've found a second line and they found depth that they were missing last year when they won the president's trophy. And it's probably the reason they lost to Tampa in the playoffs last year. But when this team has two, two lines like this performing at an elite level, there's pretty much no stopping them. Tuka Rask was amazing in the first round. I don't understand where people get this career choker mentality with him. His numbers in the playoffs are ridiculous. I get that he doesn't want to cop, but the Bruins look in to be in prime contention for that this year. I expect them to make pretty quick work of the Islanders with the way they're playing and move on towards the semis. Obviously, with the reseeding, we'll see who they get then. But the, the seed of this team does not tell the whole story. I don't really consider them beating the Capitals an upset um, just because of how the two teams were playing after the deadline. And like I said, with, with the way the top six is playing right now for them, I think this team very much could win a Stanley Cup. Yeah, no, I think that because of the threat on the offensive side, they kind of had it back in the 2019 playoffs with um, Johansson. They acquired from the Devils, I believe, that uh, that trade deadline. He was a big jump on that second line with Krejci. You talk about Tuka Rask. Winning the Stanley Cup would be so much for him. He's the all-time leader in Bruins uh, playoff wins with, I think, 54 after this series. How do you think they match up with the Islanders coming off a six-game series win against the East regular season champions, Pittsburgh? Yeah, well, the Islanders are always interesting in the playoffs because they're never that great in the regular season. They were the seventh seed, I believe, in the East last year. They finished fourth, fourth in the East this year. Obviously, that's division versus conference, but they play a weird system. They play a system people like to call boring with the neutrals on trap, which watching it isn't all that exciting, but Barry Trotz has perfected it. Barry Trotz, I believe right now, is probably the best coach in hockey. And I think over the last three years, four years, if you want to include his year with the Capitals winning the cup, he's shown that with the Islanders. He took a team that was struggling and 
has made the playoffs three separate years. They were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. And but this is a team that they don't have the depth, they don't have the talent to match up with the Bruins, despite their them being really well coached and playing a really good style. They didn't have a guy, I believe, that had like over 50 points on the year. They definitely didn't have a guy that scored scored a point per game this year. Uh Matt Barzell, while he may be underrated at times, is not like a guy, a guy you want to have uh, as a number one on a cup team. Their system might get them a game or two, but the Bruins are d- d- don't make a mistake on this. The Bruins are a much better team than the Islanders, and I think we'll take care of them in four or five. I think it's gonna be a good matchup. Both teams have full attendance back in the stands. This will be the first playoff game that the Bruins have a full house for since the uh, devastating ending of the 2019 Stanley Cup final. To the other side of the East, Pittsburgh and Washington. Pittsburgh won the Stanley Cup in 16 and 17. Washington won in 18. Since they won it, first-round exits basically every year for all of them. Uh, What do you think is next for these two teams? Because these are two probably the best teams of the past decade. Now the last three postseasons for them have just been disappointing endings. Is this kind of the end of their run going deep into the postseason? Yeah, well, people forget quickly that Outside of the one year the Capitals won the Cup, their playoff success was actually really minimal. Like, Ovi was considered a choker in the playoffs before he won that Cup. And there were a lot of first and second round exits beforehand, and we're seeing a lot of the same after. Um, I think Ovi's run in Washington in terms of winning a Cup might be done. He still very well can make the playoffs every year because their team is good. But I think – I never thought their roster was Stanley Cup contenders um they're a very good regular season team that's about it the penguins are a different a different story because it it seems like goaltending kind of cost them that series against the islanders but and their roster was overall pretty good this year but since they won that cup in um back in 17 and like you mentioned they won back to back yeah they have like three or four playoff wins it's some it's some since that cup, it's it's ridiculous. And like I think it's like four playoff wins in four years. Well, they but, they missed the they missed the playoffs last year because they were the five seed and then lost to the twelve seed in Montreal Canadiens. So this mm-hmm. is like this is probably less devastating than what happened last year to them. Yeah. So you, th- you think about it after they win the cup against um against the pre- National Predators, they they win one series in in eighteen. Um, and lose to the Capitals in two games. Since since that series, they got swept by the Islanders in, ni- in the 2019 playoffs. They lose in the playing round to the Canadians in four games. And then they go out and lose in six to the Islanders to, uh, this year. So this is a team that, again, very good regular season team, but something in the postseason is not clicking. And whether that's goaltending, whatever it is, if – Sid wants to be at another level like they weren't once were. So something needs to change. Tristan Jari, I didn't think was very good in the series. No, um, he was very good at the, at the, in the back half of the season, but uh, I don't think Tristan Jari is the guy to get Sid another cup if that's what if that's one of his aspirations. Alex Ovechkin, I think, is scheduled to be a free agent this offseason. Do you think there's any chance he leaves Washington? No, I think it'll be a short-term deal around probably $11 million a year. He's going to finish the greatest goal scorer of all time, and he's still playing at an elite level. 
despite the injury he had had this year. Currently, I still think he's the second best goal scorer in the NHL, and he should be paid like one. Yeah, I, I agree. Also, he was even in the five games that the series was, he was the best player on the ice for Washington the entire series. To be, I think if he were to leave, it would be a bad mistake for him. To the Central Division, uh, Tampa Bay took down Florida in six games. I was at that game one. Was one of the most electric hockey atmospheres I've ever been in. Uh, Carolina took down Nashville in six games. We thought that series would be a little. Uh, more lopsided. I thought Carolina would sweep, maybe win in five. Uh, who do you give the advantage to in that series? This one, this one's tough because I think people kind of forgot how good Nikita Kucherov and Steven Stamkos were while they were injured. Um, Nikita Kucherov is arguably a top five player in the world when he's when he's healthy. He won the Hearts Heart Trophy just two seasons ago. But and the Lightning, I think, are probably the more talented team here. But honestly, I like Carolina in the series in seven. In seven. Um, Carolina's gone through a lot. They've endured playoff losses um, back in 2019 to your Bruins and last year again to the Bruins. Yep. Um, but they're pretty good in the playoffs outside of playing against the Bruins. And I think enduring those playoff losses is something every great team needs to have before they win a cup. Not saying that Carolina's going to win it this year because I don't believe that, but I think Carolina wins this series in, in seven. They battled on the road so multiple times against Nashville. They looked pretty good overall in the series outside of a couple costly mistakes. And honestly, as long as they stay out of the box and, and keep Tampa's power play off the ice, yeah. then they, they should – be able, be able to win this series. Tampa's power play, I think, is most dangerous right now in the postseason. I want to touch on something that you mentioned, how they need to kind of lose before you win because Tampa Bay, they had a couple runs in the postseason. They lost in the Stanley Cup to your Chicago Blackhawks, I believe, in 2015. They were close a few times. They lost the sweep against Columbus in 2019, that was, and they came back and won the Stanley Cup next year. Carolina was in the conference finals two years ago, lost in the first round last year. How important is it to kind of have that bounce back mentality and how important really is that to have kind of as a feel to win the Stanley Cup? I think in the playoffs, it's everything. And you, you want to zone in on a specific player. I don't know the exact numbers, but Jordan Biddington in 2019, his numbers off a loss were ridiculous. And it's just in the NHL, it, it, I know you watch a lot of NBA Harrison. Yeah. In the NBA, you don't really have these like, Free this free agency style where players switch teams and it's so easy to win a championship with talent. In in the NHL, you kind of need to build up core and lose in the playoffs before you go out and win a Stanley Cup. And almost every team that I can think of come comes to mind has lost at least once or twice in the playoffs before going to win a Stanley Cup. Tampa Bay endured so many playoff losses, decades before, of losses before. before going and winning last year and it's looking like no matter who it's going to be this year and um that's going to be the same thing like Colorado has went through playoff losses Vegas has gone through playoff losses Toronto even has gone through playoff losses um even though they're so young um but yeah having a bounce back mentality in the Stanley Cup playoffs is really important because it's really rare for some for a team to just go through the playoffs without any problems. You're gonna go through have some tough losses. Like 
yeah, it's just it's just so important. Like I I don't know if there's any other way to phrase that. Yeah, no, it makes sense because the the mentality that you have to lose before you win. We see how many times it happens, and let's see. Uh, there's a lot of contenders for that this year. Quickly to the north, Toronto and Montreal. They play Game Six tonight as we're recording this. Uh, is there any chance Montreal forces a Game Seven at home? Uh, I said before Game Five that there were better chances of pigs flying tomorrow than Montreal beating Toronto three times in a row. Um, I know there's this whole haven't won a series since 2004 choker mentality with the Toronto Maple Leafs, but they're outscoring them, I believe, something like 15 to 8 in this series. I think Toronto takes care of business tonight, and if not, they'll take care of business in Game 7. I really don't think they're going to lose this series. It's on the Toronto Maple Leafs to lose Game 5 and make this interesting, but they're so much better than the Canadians are. Do you think either team will beat the Winnipeg Jets, who has the three-seed destroy the two-seed Edmonton four-game sweep that I don't think anybody saw coming? And they really – they dominated game one, then game one – they won games two, three, and four in overtime. Uh, are the Jets going to win the North? Yeah, it's weird. it's weird. The Jets, we now have a top-two goaltender in the NHL and Connor Hallibuck, and many people feel he kind of, like, stole that series. Uh, their defense, I think, against the Edmonton Oilers was a lot better than – it usually is considering it's probably a bottom five, 10 defense in the NHL. Uh, their forwards are very good when healthy. They got Nick Ehlers back. They got Dubois back who missed game one, I believe, but I don't think the jets can handle the Leafs depth. They didn't they didn't get that against the Oilers. They got, they got the top six. That That's very good for the Oilers and the Leafs do have that. Um, but the Leafs have a much better defense, much better depth. I think the Leafs probably take care of the Jets in six in six or seven games. Connor Hallibuck will get a couple games against them, though. I mean, the Maple Leafs, they haven't really been close to the Stanley Cup since 2004, as you mentioned. This could be the year for them in kind of the alternate format where they're only playing Canadian teams, which is probably the weakest division of the four. Uh, finally, mm-hmm. to the West, we saw last night uh, the Golden Knights destroy uh, the Wild in a good game seven. Or a, it was a good series, not a great game seven. Uh, Colorado dismantled St. Louis in four games. Those are the two best teams in the NHL all season. This, I can't think of the last time where we have like a second round matchup between like the two best teams. These, I think they both had 82, 83 points and now they're going for not even a trip to the Stanley Cup, but trip just to the final four. I'm going with Vegas. They were in my pre-Stanley Cup, Stanley, pre-Stanley Cup playoffs, Stanley Cup champion. Uh, but I'm, I'm a little nervous about Colorado from what I saw in that last round. Who are you giving the edge to? Yeah, I'm still going to give the edge to Vegas. Many people are going to really? say that, like, Vegas is worn down from the series, but their depth is so good that it doesn't really matter. It's amazing what Vegas can do when Max, Max Pacioretty's on the ice. People were so quick to forget that he missed the first six games in that series, and Vegas still was up 3-1 to one and had a chance to win at home in Game 7. He comes back last night, scores a goal. Matthias Janmark, former Blackhawk, gets a hat-trick in Game 7. Um one something we don't see that often in the sport, but I, Vegas has been my cup champion since the preseason of the NHL. I felt like this is the best team since in, in their franchise's history. Granted, this is the fourth year in the fourth NHL. Year. Um, they're really deep. They have two goaltenders who are arguably top ten in the NHL. One of which I think should win the Vesna Trophy this year, and Mark Andre Fleury. Colorado, I don't think has seen something quite like this um, in the playoffs in the last couple of years, honestly. Like, I know they lost to Dallas last year who won the West, but I don't think Dallas is nearly as good as this team. 
Colorado's really good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. They're really, really good. And I think the series goes seven games. But we saw last year with Colorado how they kind of went from playing a really bad team in the first round in Arizona to a team that was good in Dallas. And this year, I also think they played a team that was worse than Arizona in the first round in St. Louis, especially without David Perron. And now they're going to make that jump to playing a team who, like you said, you th- we both think can win the Stanley Cup. And it's going to be a tough series. It's going to be a really fast, hard, physical series. I think Vegas ends up winning this because of goaltending, and they take it seven. Vegas kind of seems like that prime, like, bounce-back team candidate. Their first year in this in, as a franchise, they got all the way to the Stanley Cup final, lost in five to Washington. Then they had the, the Game 7 collapse, if I'm not mistaken, in 2019 against San Jose. Mm-hmm. Last year, they lost in the Western Conference Finals to Dallas. Yep. Is that correct? It's all so, second, second round. Second round. Yeah. So they've gotten close all three years. They haven't really gotten to that mark yet. They kind of seem like, you know, there's a, there's one of those teams floating around every year that kind of feels like it's Vegas this year if they can get past Colorado. But there is a President's Trophy curse. I don't think the president – I think one President's Trophy has won the last, like, 15 Stanley Cup playoffs. Something yeah, like the that. last one to win was the Blackhawks in 2013. Yep, and so is, is the Stanley – is the President's Trophy curse, you think, a real thing? No, like, I, I don't think it is. It's just hockey – the Stanley Cup playoffs are, frankly, pretty unpredictable, like – I honestly consider myself lucky that if the Leafs win tonight, I get seven of eight series correct in the first round. Like, well, congratulations! I, I like don't think that happened last year, but like the NHL is an unpredictable sport, and I'd argue that is what makes the playoffs so great. Is you, you legitimately you can try all you want, but at the end of the day, it's so hard to predict what's going to happen in these playoffs. And just a quick touch on Colorado, the second round has been a stopping point for this team the last couple of years. So this this beating Vegas would be getting over the hump for them. The last couple of years, they lost to San Jose in the second round in 2019. And last year, we mentioned the Stars. Um, but this is, this is a team in Colorado that if you pick them to win the Cup, I don't blame you. They were the best team in the regular season. Um, you touched on the President's Trophy curse. I don't think that's a real thing. But P- People will paint a narrative any way they want in yeah, sports. Yeah, always. Um, no, no, it's it's just with the unpredictability of the Stanley Cup playoffs, it just so happens that the President's Trophy winner hasn't won it in eight, seven years or whatever. Like that, that'll end eventually. Um, it, Colorado very well might break that this year. Um, but I just think Vegas is the better team. Let's wrap this up with some kind of rapid fire questions. What do you think is going to happen as we go on the rest of the postseason? So, first question: Which one seed is most likely to lose in this round? Um, well, let's see. There's three of them left. Pittsburgh already gone. I'd say Carolina just um just because of matchup, honestly. Um, the Leafs obviously haven't advanced yet, but I think there's a greater chance of them beating Winnipeg than. Carolina or Colorado losing to Vegas. And I say that I picked Vegas to win my Stanley Cup. But I think Tampa is arguably the most talented team in the NHL um, when they're healthy. And as much as I want Carolina and pick them, I I could see Tampa absolutely blowing blowing them away with their talent. What about first coach among the postseason teams to be fired this offseason? Oh. That's that's a tough one. Um, 
John Hines isn't a very good coach, but he's gonna he's not he's not on the hot seat or anything like that. Um, that that's that's a tough one. Um, I don't know if any coach really in this postseason is gonna get fired. Yeah. Like a lot of the te- a lot of the team po- coaches that you see get fired in the NHL because they underachieve massively. Um, John Tortorella is a good example of that. Columbus was supposed to be a playoff team this year and finished eighth in their own division. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm just I'm running through running through the teams like Edmonton. Maybe I could see like Dave Tippett was, I think, a finalist last year for the Jack Adams. But honestly, like if they lose in the first round again next year, I could see them panic like Edmonton panicking and. Um, but maybe, you know what? I take that back. Oh, uh, Ducharme for the Canadians. I think what will possibly be fired. Um, there's been rumors that Patrick Waugh, the great goaltender, um, is going to be their next head coach. Um, I really don't see a reason to fire Ducharme. Some of his decisions were questionable in the playoffs. Um, not playing Cole Caulfield early in the series. Um, or just Barry Cockney, but it, I think I've, it's his first year coaching the team. I think he, he should get more than a year to prove himself, um, especially since the Habs were pretty much their their ceiling was making the playoffs this year. Yeah. Um, they, they and he did, did that. Um, yeah, I don't think he should be fired, but Qu- Quebec media is quick to get on get on people. It's the New York media of Canada. Mm-hmm. What about that, that and Toronto are just brutal. Last one before we do our final postseason predictions. Uh, breakout player you expect to come in this round? Someone out of nowhere that's going to kind of make their name notable, like in the hockey world. Um, let's think. Um, I think people are going to start to realize um, this round. And, like, people know who this guy is. He's going to – I think he should win the Selkie Trophy this year. But – I think people are going to start to realize this round that Mark Stone's a top 10 player in hockey. And his, his two-way game is just unbelievable. He's one of the best two-way players in the NHL, right up there with guys like Bergeron, O'Reilly, um, Sean Couturier, who won the Selkie last year. Um, but people are going to realize how good he is and how good, how good he is on both sides of the ice, especially his offensive abilities. I mean, I don't think people realize – how good he is in the offensive zone. People kind of realize him as that two-way guy, but this guy was like a point-per-game player this this year. On And Pacioretty was hurt at the end of the year. So he, he was great, I think, against Minnesota. And I think with Pacioretty back, he should only get better playing playing on his opposite wing. All right, so lastly, updated Stanley Cup final prediction. If you can go through right now, who would you say the two teams do you think are going to meet for the Stanley Cup final in early July? It's tough because – you don't know reseeding who, who's going to win, stuff like that. Um, but I think the two best teams in the NHL right now are Vegas and Boston. Um, I didn't put that on Twitter. I originally said Vegas, Carolina. But last minute, I kind of I went in my bracket and put Boston in there instead of Carolina. Um, I think Vegas beats Boston in probably six or seven to win the Stanley Cup this year. I would say those – I would say that's would be my prediction right now. My pre-playoff prediction was Toronto losing to the Golden Knights. Could easily happen. I hope the Bruins can make it that far. We have game one against the Islanders tonight back at the Garden. Hopefully they can do it. Liddy, I know it's it's cold where you are in Chicago. Me, you know, not so much. You got 80 degrees. You got people playing 
pool. I got people in the pool. It's, you know, it's a great, it's a good life here in South Florida. Well, it was, it was great to call on Harrison. I'm thankful you had me. All right. Talk to you later, John. See ya.